0: Hello, world, and welcome back to the Simple Sports Podcast. It is I, Capo, and we are back. Week five, Thursday night games in the books. Got a lot of things to talk about today. Um, really quickly, uh, we're going to talk about Titans to start off with, them breaking the rules, Cowboys versus the Giants, what that's going to look like, Browns versus the Colts, another big game uh, for a couple of different reasons. Um, but mainly today, the NFL power rankings. Uh, I had them... Um, I usually do them every four weeks. Um, I had it made on Wednesday. Didn't do an episode on Thursday. Watched the game. I had to make an adjustment with the Bucks. Uh, So we'll talk about that. We'll go through all 32 NFL teams, not in great, great, great detail. I won't bore you to death, but we're gonna go through all 32 NFL teams and why I have them where they are. And uh, of course, some picks and some more DraftKings stuff i won't go through all the detail in the picks i'll give you a brief um, outlook as to why i'm picking it the way i am Uh, but normally i would do this episode on all the picks but because i need to do the power rankings as well uh, so i don't want to i don't want to bore you to death with all that so we are going to start off talking about the titans breaking the rules really quickly look they broke the rules they need to be punished um some people are are calling for them to be banished from the season. I highly doubt the NFL does that, um, which, you know, to start with, I just think is, I mean, come on, let's not get crazy here. But they did break the rules. They need some sort of punishment. If they had to forfeit a game, I'd be fine with that, um, you know, that whatever. They got to be punished for breaking the rules. Is it the end of the world? No. Uh, but listen, the rules are the rules, and they broke them. Um, they brought a lot of Patriots culture over. I guess that's another one that they snuck in there. So Titans get punished. If they if they do end up getting punished, I would have no problem with it. Unless it's, like people are saying, banish them from the rest of the NFL season. Then I think we would be getting a little bit crazy. Um, I don't think it would go so far as two draft picks. That I think even that would be too harsh. Um, a, a nice hefty fine. Maybe even forfeit for the game. Um, But otherwise, I, you know, let's not get crazy here. Now, Cowboys versus Giants. Boy, the Cowboys are in a world of hurt. And yet they are sitting pretty because they are in the NFC East. And at any moment, things could turn around for any NFL team. They could get hot. They could hit a streak, win some games. And in the division they are in, that would assuredly win them the division. Um, But I'm not liking their chances against the Giants. They got a lot of people out this week. And Tyron Smith, they just lost for the season. They got two undrafted free agents, one rookie, one guy that they just signed. I don't remember where he's from. That is not going to bode well for Dak Prescott this week versus the Giants. Now, Giants offensively are a mess, but defensively, they are actually not that bad. 12th in defense, in 12th or 12th in points allowed, I think. that That's pretty good. Um, that'll, that'll work. Um, it's not the best, but that'll work. Um, that'll win you a few games. Um, But they they can't do anything offensively. Um, So, but listen, man, you would think this is a game that the Cowboys should win and win going away. Um, I would just hold off on that. I would still probably pick the Cowboys ultimately to win. I'm not so sure they could even cover this. Um, It's a division game and the Cowboys are just as bad defensively as the Giants are offensively. Um, The question is going to be, can Giants defense limit what is an explosive offense for the Dallas Cowboys? Um, Can they limit them? And can they score some points on defense That's or on offense? Because their offense has been atrocious. Um, They are averaging, I think, 12 points a game or 14 points a game. Even the Baltimore Ravens um, vaunted defense from way back in the day who were terrible offensively were in the low 20s per game. In fact, I think they average it right at 20 a game. This is atrocious. So um, I, I'm i not so, I'm not, listen, obviously I'm not confident in picking the Giants, but shock me none would it be if the Giants were to beat the Cowboys. Now, uh, Browns versus the Colts. This is another big game for a couple of reasons. One, Colts are obviously still in contention for the AFC South title and as a Titans fan, obviously that is a problem. So the more games that they lose, uh, the better. And so I am cheering for the Browns to win this game for that reason. Uh, another reason I'm watching this game is because this is going to be the first real true Browns test in a lot of people's eyes. I think the Browns have won all the games that they were supposed to win. Um, and one game that most people didn't think they would win and they won. Um, and so to me, their competition level is not in question to this point. Now, for a lot of people, it is. And so for a lot of people, versus the Colts' defense especially, this is going to be their first true test of the season. It is going to be very interesting to see how they come out and perform this week versus the Colts uh, in light of all that talk around them. And the fact that they could go on their first four-game winning streak, and I wouldn't even begin to imagine how long it's been since the Cleveland Browns have won four straight games um big big deal for the Browns big big boost of confidence that they can go out when four straight after the performance they they put up last because this is the thing they didn't play great in week two um they played okay they played well enough to win obviously but they didn't play great they were sharp um they came out swinging but it wasn't like a masterpiece week three same same thing week four Same thing versus the Browns or versus the Cowboys. They played well, extremely well offensively and defensively early when the game was 41, 14, you would have thought it was the best win of the season. And then they proceeded to give up the lead. The Cowboys cut it down to within three. And all of a sudden there is a black mark on that victory, at least in my eyes. So, uh, What is going to be interesting to see is can they follow up a big performance like that, even with the letdown defensively late in the game, with another big, big win. Uh, So that's what I'm going to keep my eyes on. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let's get into my NFL power rankings, all 32 teams, why I have them there. Not going to spend so much time on the bad teams, obviously. Uh, but i definitely want to go through all 32 teams and talk about why i have them so let's get started now now power rankings so i want to start at the bottom and the reason is i want to build some suspense up into the top 10 obviously uh, but i also don't want to spend too much time on bad football teams so we're going to talk about the bad teams first go ahead and get it out of the way so we can spend a little bit more time as we get further and further along into the better teams now I'm not going to talk any about the bottom four. The Jets, I have at 32. Giants at 31. Falcons at 30. Jags at 29. I thought about flip-flopping the Jaguars and Falcons, but honestly, any of those last four, whatever. Who cares? They're bad football teams. They all have bad football coaches. They all have, for the most part, bad quarterbacks. Still some questions around Minshew. Still some questions around um, Darnold and... Daniel Jones, given their situations, uh, lack of talent around them, lack of any structure or head coaching um, uh, acumen, uh, the Falcons—they just have an old, bad quarterback and a terrible defense. Matt Ryan is not—I shouldn't say he's a bad quarterback. He's a great quarterback in that he can put up numbers. He can—he can make accurate throws, as a as the cliche saying is, he makes all the throws, uh, but he doesn't make the winning plays and those are the ones you need. Um, Is he great for everything else? Yeah, but he doesn't make the winning plays. So in that, in that regard, they have a bad quarterback and then the head coaching situation is what it is. The defensive situation is what it is. Uh, Those are your bottom four. Now at number 28, the Washington football team. I still can't get used to that. Um, Already bench Dwayne Haskins as I figured would be coming. Didn't think he was performing that well. Um, And what's crazy is they can still win this division. They got Kyle Allen. They won a few games with him last year in Carolina. Maybe they can win a few games this year with him in Washington with a much better defense and at least a complementary set of weapons offensively. Uh, So can they win some games with Kyle Allen? Maybe. Um, I have a feeling there's a potential we could see Alex Smith this year as well uh that, let's not totally rule that out. We're uh, going to Kyle Allen um in the time being, but just just keep your eye out for an Alex Smith cuz we've seen Kyle Allen um hit the moon and come crashing back down to earth hard last year. Wouldn't be surprised if we see something similar this year. Maybe he wins a few games in his first couple of starts and then he comes crashing back down to earth as we probably think he would. At number 27, the Denver Broncos Really, this boils down to a ton of injuries, um, and there's a lot of teams that are going to suffer uh, because of that, obviously. The Broncos are one of them. Quarterback out, best wide receiver out for the year. We've lost Philip Lindsay a few games. Uh, Von Miller out for the year. I mean, the list goes on and on. Uh, Bad string of luck in what was supposed to be a a sleeper team this year, the Denver Broncos, picked by a lot of people, including yours truly. Um, Really got ravaged by injuries, and not a whole lot you can do. When that is the case now at twenty six, the Bengals, Cincinnati Bengals, listen, Joe Burrow is going to get killed playing for Cincinnati because they can't protect him, and it is terrifying and let's let's be fair here, he doesn't protect himself a lot either. There's a lot of plays he makes where he's trying to do too much, slides the wrong way in the pocket or slides up, tries to take a run whatever the case may be, holds on to the ball too long. All the things a rookie quarterback would do. Um, so I'm not killing him for it. I'm just saying, um, it. you know, you can't have a quarterback that is failing to protect himself and you are also getting him beat to death. Now, maybe they go hand in hand in that he's so fearful of getting beat to death by this offensive line, not being able to protect him, that he is a little bit antsy and anxious in the pocket. He looks, I think is one of his most um, interesting attributes is his ability to move around in the pocket and his, and his awareness, his presence within the pocket. Um, but man, you get hit so many times like that. Uh, you start getting a little, a little jittery and I'm not saying he's flinching in the pocket, but I think some of his movement and some of his decision-making has come from being blasted because the offensive line can't protect him. at 25, the Miami Dolphins. Uh, listen, this is simple. It's two a time. Um, we know what Ryan Fitzpatrick is. It's not that great. It's pretty good. He can win you a few games. He can also lose you a few games. Uh, and that's what we've seen with the Dolphins. They could probably be higher if Tua were the quarterback, uh, but the question is how much. I'm not still – I need to see it myself. Uh, I'm not one of these Tua, um, you know, cheerleaders, I guess you could call them, uh, or fanboys or whatever who think he's this all-world talent. I I need to see it. I I heard the same thing about Sam Darnold, and he's a borderline bust. I heard the same thing about um, lots of guys, and, you know, Some of them didn't even make it to the end of their rookie contract, let alone take over the league. So until I see it with Tua, um, I'll believe it then. The Cowboys, if I could put them any lower, I would. But there's no way in good faith I could say they're not better than the Dolphins or the Bengals or any of those other teams. So I put them as low as I could at 24. Cowboys, um, the effort quote by Xavier Woods drove me crazy. they clearly hired the wrong coach. And the reason I know they hired the wrong coach is because great coaches win. Even if they don't win all their games, if he was a great coach for this team, they would have won more than one game. They wouldn't have gotten down 41-14 to the Browns. Uh, they would, wouldn't would have lucked out a win against the Falcons in a 40-39 game in which they basically needed the Falcons to wet the bed, which they did. In what I – after seeing the Super Bowl and the week prior, I didn't think they could top either one of those, and yet they did. Um, so that's what it took for the Cowboys to get a win this year, a single win this year. He's not a great coach. Um, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Mountain, Green Bay, simple, low football IQ, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I'm not saying all that myself, but we've seen people say this about him. He went and studied all the analytics and yada, yada, yada. And yet here we are. The Cowboys are 1-3. You ran Jason Garrett out of town. And now you're playing him this week. And you know he's going to be up for that game. Uh, the, the Cowboys, 24th, best team in the league. At 23, the Texans. I'm going to leave him here for now. Um, I have so much respect for Deshaun Watson that I couldn't put him, obviously, below any of those other teams. But as a whole, they are not very good. Their coaching and GM situation with Bill O'Brien was clearly going the wrong way. He made a bunch of boneheaded moves. Didn't bring back Jadavion Clowney. No Honey Badger. No DeAndre Hopkins now. Bringing in Laramie Tonto. Although you need a left tackle now, you ship all this stuff out the door. No draft picks next year. The list goes on and on. Everyone wants Eric Bieniemy to be the coach. And I say, why in the world would you go into such a hole, Doug, and, and just jump right in? Uh, I... Texans, to me, would not be the ideal uh, location for it being me. 22, the Lions. Um, It's time to clean house in Detroit. No more Matt Stafford, please. No more Matt Patricia. No more fake pencil behind the ear that you never use. Uh, Please send Matt Stafford somewhere where he can win some games. Um, I don't necessarily think Matt Stafford is this great all-time quarterback, but you cannot argue the arm talent. You cannot argue the uh, the way he's able to produce throughout football games and throughout seasons. I think he's better than what he is in, in that I think he has been in such a terrible organization for so long that this is what he has become. And I think even if you were in just a different team uh, altogether, you'd see a different Matt Stafford, uh, maybe a little bit improved again. Do I think he's like a top five quarterback? No, I don't. But I do think he's better than what he is sort of projected as. And he is unfortunately stuck in uh, Detroit. The Eagles at 21, there's not a whole lot to say here. Um, Carson Wentz not playing great. Offensive line not playing great. Defense, Defense is playing okay, but not great. Weapons are hurt. There's all sorts of things going on with the Eagles. And yet, here they sit as of now, atop the NFC East. Um, If they can get things together, as I said about the Cowboys, um, they're already in first place. They could take a stranglehold on it, um, you know, if things break the right way for them and they start just simply playing better. Uh, But as of right now, at 21, and don't see it looking any brighter anytime soon. The Chargers at number 20, they have a rookie quarterback with a bunch of injuries on defense. And they're unable to win games that way. You're just not going to do it. Uh, if you have a great defense, some offensive weapons, and a rookie quarterback, you can probably win some games. If you have a rookie quarterback with a ton of weapons and a great offensive line and an okay defense, not a horrible defense, you could win some games. What you can not win games with is an okay defense and a rookie quarterback um, with not the greatest weapons. And, again, a bunch of injuries on what was a very, very good defense is now not bad, but just middle of the road. A rookie quarterback is just not going to win those games. And you see it play out in their games. The games that he started, they've all been close, close games. But a rookie quarterback is not going to be able to overcome that. Um, Probably at 20, a little low. But in the state that they're in, that's where they have to be. Uh, The Raiders are fading a lot. Uh To a lot of people, I should say, but not to me. um, I never believed in the Raiders, never believed in Derek Carr coming around on John Gruden, but you know still a little bit questionable. I don't know how long he continues to go with Derek Carr, but at the same time, who's he have to turn to? uh, you got Marcus Mariota there, but is that such a big step up from Derek Carr? I don't think it is uh and so Raider's fading to a lot, not to me. I got him at nineteen, the Panthers. I think are appropriately ranked. Okay, defense. Defense flies around, which is great. Um, I, it was one of the things I thought about going into the season. Teddy Bridgewater going into a new system with a new team. He's going to need a pretty good defense, at least a d- decent defense, uh, in order to be able to buy himself some time, so to speak, as he progresses within the offense. Offense is looking better. Defense is looking better than I thought they were going to be, but they're not a good defense. Let's not get it twisted. I think they are appropriately ranked at 18. Number 17, the Minnesota Vikings. Maybe routing into shape. Dalvin Cook looked explosive the last two weeks. I've always said the Vikings don't have explosive players. I have to amend that because they have Dalvin Cook. Uh, and that dude can hit his head on the goalpost at any moment. Now, defensively, still struggling a bit. Um, but... Uh, If they do round into shape, that's just going to be another NFC team that's going to be in the way for a lot of people. I still don't think defensively they're where they need to be. Um, And they do still have Kirk Cousins at quarterback. So 17, again, seems appropriately um, or seems appropriate for the Vikings. At 16, the 49ers, this is due to injury. They're obviously uh, not the 16th best team in the NFL, but in their current state, yes, that's where they rank. Um, Jimmy G out. Kittle out, Bosa, all these guys have been missing time. um, And the list goes on and on for them as well. Um, I got the 49ers at 16. At 15, just a nudge ahead of the 49ers, mostly because uh, they beat them and they are healthy at the moment, are the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, But they are slipping quickly. I had them in the top 10. Uh, or if I if I had done this say in week three I would have had them in the top ten going into week three, um, they have gone from there down to fifteen and could potentially slip slip further if Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury don't adjust and step up. At fourteen, the New Orleans Saints. Uh, this is because they cannot produce without Michael Thomas and that is scary. Now they were able to overcome an early fourteen 0 nothing deficit against Detroit. If that's the Packers. If that's the Bucks, if that's even at this point, uh, I would say the Rams, um, any of these good teams, they're losing that game. Um, and three years in a row, we've seen them fumble the bag at the end of the year in the playoffs. You can say what you want about the pass interference call, uh, but you still got the ball. You still had the ball in overtime and you didn't win the game. Um, and you can come up with scenarios for all those different moments, if you will. Uh, but the bottom line is they didn't get the job done and now without Michael Thomas they have not been able to produce now they did well last week like i said against the Detroit Lions team who just isn't very good so i'm not putting too much stock into that um we'll see how they look on sunday at 13 um i got to move them up just a little bit um in fact we'll we'll move it we'll move them now um i'm going to put the Colts at 13. Um, I had the Colts at 12, so I'll tell you who the other team is in a second. Colts at 13. Um, really, I'm just not sold on the offensive plan here. Um, okay, they have a great defense, and that's fine. Um, but A, how long is that going to hold up? And B, where are the points going to come from offense? you think that defense is going to be able to shut down the Chiefs or the Ravens or – I would even throw a team like the Titans who could score a lot of points, the Patriots, the Steelers, not that they're scoring a lot of points, but they are as they are gifted, they're more gifted than the Colts are offensively and they have just as good of a defense in Pittsburgh. Um Patriots not so much on the defense, but they could score some points with Cam Newton offensively. Uh I have the Colts at 13 mostly because I'm not sold on the offensive game plan here. In particular, I'm not sold on Philip Rivers. I love, listen, everyone can love, love, love the competitor in Rivers, and that's totally fine. Like, I love that too. Um, but at the end of the day, you got to win games, and I'm not that confident in the Colts. Now, the Rams at number 12. Another team that I'm losing a little bit of confidence in uh, day by day that came out of the year or came out into the year out of the gate, I should say, um, playing pretty well. And last week versus the Giants. Now, maybe they just slept on the Giants and they'll bounce back this week. We'll have to see. Um, But that was a big letdown. They still got the win, but it was a pretty big letdown against the Giants. Uh, So I have the Rams at 12. And the team that I moved from 13 played on Thursday night, the Bears. I will move them from 13 up to 11. Still don't think the Bears are quite there. Their record says that they're not the 11 team, but they're more like the 8th team, but at, you know, it, this is about what my eyes see. And um, they've made the, t- the switch from Trubisky to Foles. <clears throat> I think that's going to do wonders for them. But what they should be doing is kicking themselves for not signing Cam Newton, because Cam Newton with this team, they would be easily undefeated and potentially the best team in the NFC. Um, that's how good that they could be with Cam Newton, that's how many weapons they have. I think Anthony Miller's a solid receiver. Obviously, we know what Allen Robinson is. Jimmy Graham still looks like a corpse running around, but evidently can still make a few big plays, at least in the end zone, can come down with the football, and that's what's, that's what's important. Um, running back situation is a little iffy with Tariq Cohen out. David Montgomery's not that great, but he's pretty good. Um, but defensively, man, Khalil Mack, Roquan Smith, although he missed like 15 tackles in the backfield, the other night, um, that defense is hellacious. Fuller, Jackson, all it's a hellacious defense. Um, Cam Newton with this team, they could easily be the number one team in the NFC, potentially the number two team overall, obviously, behind your Super Bowl-winning Kansas City Chiefs. Now, we are in the top 10. At 10, the Cleveland Browns. Uh, I can confidently say I think they are right where they belong. Don't think they're the best team in their division, obviously. Don't think they're a great team. uh, But I don't think there are, or I should say, I only think there are nine teams that are better than them. We'll get into, obviously, what those teams are now. You can go through any of the teams from 11 all the way down to the end and ask me, do you truly think they're better than the Rams right now? Yeah, I do. Do you truly think they're better than the Colts? Yep. Bears. Yep. Keep on going. I think they're better. I think they're right at 10. Do I confidently think they're better than who I have at number nine, the New England Patriots? No. Um, Do I think they are better than who I have at eight, the Steelers? Nope. Can't say that. Could they be? Could they beat those teams? Probably. They probably could. Um, But can I say that now? Now, if they beat the Colts on Sunday, I'd be happy to move them up six, seven, something like that. Uh, but can I move them outside of 10 right now? No, I can't. At nine, as I mentioned, the New England Patriots, I think they are higher, but I'm not totally convinced yet. Um, After I saw them play without Cam Newton, I definitely think they are probably in the top six, top eight at at least, Um, but I have them at nine. I just need to see a little bit more offensively. Um, Julian Edelman, looks like he's ready to call it quits. And they don't really have much else outside of that. Now, I do like the new running back. Damien Harris didn't play early to start the year. He is a big dude, and he can move. He's not that elusive. Uh, but north and south, that brother can move. Uh, so we'll see how that looks in combination with Cam Newton as the season progresses. The Patriots at nine. At eight, as I also mentioned, the Pittsburgh Steelers. I worry about them offensively. Uh, and that they won't be able to keep up with the more explosive offenses. Now, maybe they won't need to because their defense is, like the Bears, hellacious. And so maybe if they can keep them to the low 20s um, at, at at best for these games, uh, then, yeah, Steelers are right in there with everyone else. Uh, but, you know, I find it hard to believe they're going to be able to, at least the Chiefs for sure, I find it hard to believe they're going to keep them in the low 20s. That's just not, I don't think that's happening. At number seven, the Tennessee Titans. Yes, I have them at seven. I found it unfair. So I've had them at six for since the season started. Since before the season started, that's where I put them at six. It's hard for me to move them because they are 3-0. and Now everyone else has played a fourth game at least, and some will be on their fifth game this week. They'll be playing a fourth game against the Bills. It's hard to move them because they are 3-0. Now, It wasn't a pretty three and zero, but they are nonetheless three and zero, and they did beat three okay teams. Uh, They beat the Vikings. They beat who did they beat? They beat the Jaguars. Not very good, and it was a close game. And who did they beat open the week? I don't even remember Um, who they play open week. Point being, um, it's hard to move them because they are three and zero. They can't go any higher. Um, Because unless teams lose and the defense improves, I just can't put them ahead of the Bills. I can't put them ahead of the Ravens, um, things like that. They're missing a few guys, and I'm really concerned about the defense, the way it's looked. Now, maybe this early bye week will be exactly what they need in that they get a lot of guys back and, you know, things of that nature. Uh, We'll see how they respond having to play 10, 11, 12, 13 weeks in a row to end the season. That's not going to be fun. Um, but I can't move them any higher unless any of those teams lose this week and they win. And I, I'm not ready to put them lower than the Steelers or Patriots or Browns just yet, unless I see how they play on Sunday. So Titans at seven bills. I have at six. I think they're really good. I don't think they're better than any of the top five teams that I have. Um, in fact, actually, let me, let me amend this. So another amendment I'm going to make I'm going to move the Bills up from 6 to 4. I'm going to drop the Bucks who I had at 4 prior to Thursday. I'm going to drop them to 6 and I'm going to leave the Baltimore Ravens at 5. So from Titans at 7, we go to the Bucks at 4. The offense is catching up. Brady is fine. He had a gaffe Thursday night. Uh so what? Uh it's not the end of the world. It's not going to cost him the season. Sure, obviously you would love to win that game. Defensively, they were um just getting all over Tom Brady all night. And uh, listen, it's a game that they should win, most likely. Um, but the, again, the Bears are not a bad football team. Um, Nick Foles didn't play great to start the game, but he played pretty great to finish it. And Tom Brady made a costly mistake at the end um, in order to cost the Bucks the game. Am I going to kill them for that and that they're a bad football team? No. Um, again, use your eyes, guys. Um, it is not about just... The wins and the losses in in terms of trying to rank a team you have to take into consideration the things that happen in the context are the bucks out of the top ten no I can't leave them at four though uh, so I drop them down to six at five um I lose a percentage of faith every week in the Baltimore Ravens um especially after I, I've had a keen eye on them since the chiefs debacle. Um, and then they come out last week and I thought they would just absolutely house the Washington football team. And they did ultimately, uh, but did not start off great. Um, it was not that incredible. And we talked about the Browns versus Washington, how people were saying, well, if they lose to the Washington team, you know, what could be said? Well, the same could be said for the Ravens who ultimately beat Washington, um, as the Browns did, but it was not pretty. Um, Now, maybe that's more of a credit to Washington than it is a discredit to those teams. I'm just saying, I got my eye on it. Um, And then at four, we're going to put the Bills. Um, They can't go any higher unless someone loses. Um, It's just that simple. I think they are of the four best teams in football right now. Um, At three, I have the Packers. At two, the Seahawks. And at one, obviously, the Kansas City Chiefs. So the Bills at four. Um, like I said, unless one of those other teams loses, uh, I can't really put them any higher because confidently I cannot say, um, that they are better than any of those teams. Uh, Packers at three, Aaron Rodgers is playing out of his mind right now, um, playing some lowly competition. So I still am not totally convinced on the Packers. They beat the Vikings. Um, they beat the, who? they beat the Lions last week. They beat the Falcons. So I'm not totally convinced just yet on the Packers but you can't argue with the results um you can't argue with the way Rodgers has been playing football and you can't argue with the record so the Packers are the number three team in football the Seahawks I have at two and these last two are really you can pick them in any order you want to me um until the Chiefs lose they'll stay at four or excuse me stay at one and until it's a loss in convincing fashion they'll probably stay at one um, it boils down right now to coaching quarterback for number one and number two. Seahawks, obviously, you got Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll. Another few guys that are stepping up: David Swain, or excuse me, David Moore and Swain. Um, and listen, their role will be lessened as as the team gets healthier. We know this, uh, but it certainly is not going to go away. That's been two nice, um, more more reliable guys for Russell Wilson. Uh, I hear Colin Cowherd say all the time: Russell Wilson has. Russell Wilson has no weapons, which to me is the most idiotic thing you could say. Listen, Tyler Lockett may not be the best receiver in football. DK Metcalf may not be the best receiver in football, but there are not very many guys that would take over either of those two. And then, of course, as a number three, you throw in David Moore. You throw in Swain, Greg Olson, the vet. Um, Will Disley is a great tight end. Let's, let's stop with the, I, I love Russell Wilson, but uh, let's not pretend he has no help. In, in Seattle. Uh, and then finally, the Chiefs, again, coaching quarterback, Mahomes and Reed. Uh, Mahomes had two great games and two okay games. Um, didn't play terrible. Um, played terrible in spots in in a particular quarter or what have you, but overall, two okay games and two great games, and yet they are four now. Uh, and so that should scare everyone. You shouldn't concern yourself with whether or not they are Hot right now, at four and zero, because they're not. What you concern, what you should concern yourself with, is whether or not they will quote unquote get hot and when that's going to happen. And the fact that they are already four and zero, what is that level of play from the Kansas City Chiefs going to look like? Going to be unreal, ladies and gentlemen. That is your NFL power rankings as of week four. We would do this all over again. In another four weeks after week eight, after the games, going into week nine. Now, really quickly, I do want to give you my picks for this week. Uh, There's a few good games, a few good picks I think there are to be had, some money to be made. Uh, So let's get started with the first one, Carolina at Atlanta. Now, I'm not going to spend a ton of time on each of these. I'm just going to quickly tell you why I think the each team wins the game. Um, or why I picked it the way I did. So Carolina at Atlanta, I'm taking Carolina here, plus one. Basically, they just need to win the game, um, which is fine. They're playing at Atlanta. They are headed, two teams headed in opposite directions, which is why I like Carolina here. Um, Carolina, albeit not a great team, they have won a few games and have at least some cohesion, whereas the uh, the Falcons are just a mess right now. Obviously, defensively, they are absolutely terrible. Offensively, they have struggled the last few weeks with injuries and not being able to move the football and score points. I'll take Carolina plus one on the road. No fans and all that jazz. Las Vegas at Kansas City. Kansas City is favored by 11, and I like them to cover. Um, I think they got punched in the mouth by the Patriots and were still able to respond. I think this week they are going to absolutely rock the Raiders. Um, Minus 11, I will gladly take that. Uh, The Rams at Washington. Washington is plus seven and a half. I don't like it. Um, I don't love it anyway. Um, Kyle Allen, different at quarterback. I think only way you pick this is they don't have any recent film on Kyle Allen. Only thing they can go to is what was last year. And what was last year is in Carolina, not in Washington. Um, And it's seven and a half, a touchdown. After the performance the Rams put on last week against the Giants. Uh, I think they bounce back here and get the win. But I think Washington, listen, they didn't lose against the Giants, but it wasn't a pretty game. Um, So in bounce back, I just mean I think they play much better. But I do think Washington gets a little spark this week from uh, Kyle Allen and their defense being able to play well. Seven and a half is a lot of points. I would take Washington to cover this one at home. Uh, The Jaguars at the Chargers. I wouldn't bet this if if my life depended on it. Uh, but uh, in order to give you my pick, uh, I would go with Houston minus five and a half at home. Much like the Washington football team, just a breath of fresh air built. Brian is gone. Um, they can finally come out and just let loose and play free. I think they're going to roll the Jaguars. No matter how bad each or, either team is, um, Jacksonville is bad and they've always been bad. Houston, I think there's a little bit of a pride factor here that's gonna play into this for this week, and I think this week versus the charge or versus the Jaguars at home uh they are going to roll. I like Houston minus five and a half uh the Jets hosting the Cardinals are plus seven and a half favorites. I would gladly take the Cardinals as bad as they as as bad as they have been playing. There's no way in the world I'm putting any money on the Jets. I don't care if this spread was fourteen and a half or twenty and a half. I would still bet the Cardinals. Um, Philly at Pittsburgh. Philly is a dog. Road dog plus seven. Boy, I think I'm going to take Philly here. Um... I don't like the way Pittsburgh's been playing offensively. Again, defensively, they've been great. Now, the question is going to be, can the Eagles stop shooting themselves in the foot and actually score points against his defense and move the football effectively? Seven points, again, is a lot. Is a lot. Um, even for a road team that's desperate, um, I think seven points is a lot. I like Philly here, plus seven on the road. Um, the Bengals at Baltimore. Minus 12 and a half, give me the Bengals um, plus 12 and a half at Baltimore. Yes, I know it's on the road. Yes, it's against the Baltimore Ravens who are historically known for beating down on the Bengals, but the Bengals got a new guy in town. His name is Joe Burrow and that dude can play and twelve and a half points even on the road for a rookie quarterback and only his fifth start against this team who has Super Bowl aspirations. Yeah, I'll take him. Joe Burrow, plus 12 and a half. Give it to me. Uh, Miami at San Francisco. Miami is a plus eight road dog uh, to San Francisco who is starting Nick Mullins, I believe, once again. I like Miami here. I actually think we are going to see Tua in this game. We heard the noise last week. Trust me, they heard the noise too. If Ryan Fitzpatrick starts his game off in a bad fashion, which I think is totally possible, especially against a Nick Mullins-led team, who, if this game is even remotely close and Ryan Fitzpatrick is thinking it up, they're going to give two of the opportunity to come in and save the day and move the franchise forward. I think this is the week we see it. Plus eight to the Dolphins. I will take it. The Giants at Dallas. Plus eight on the road at Dallas, the division rival. And I am taking the New York Giants. I think they're going to upset Dallas this week outright. I think Dallas is hurting. I think they are hurting, and they got shamed by the Browns last week, and they got their hearts ripped out. First, they lost to the Browns, and then when the game was within reach, they basically quit the on defense, and then they tried to justify it afterwards. I think they are hurting, and I think this is going to be the kill shot for the Giants. Um, Jason Garrett, revenge game. Daniel Jones gets to go up against a obliterated and eviscerated defense um in the secondary and defensively again not the best defense in the world for the jets but they are for the giants but they do get to go up against two undrafted free agent tight end or tackles with tyron smith now being out for the year i do not think this is going to go well for the dallas cowboys i love the giants plus eight this week in dallas cleveland hosting the colts this is a pick em uh draft has it as plus two everywhere else i see it's a pick em game so i'm gonna go by the plus two uh, i've been going by william hill sportsbook for everything else um but this is a pick them so that's the only spread that i see it is plus two colts are the browns dogs at home and i'm taking them i think they beat the colts um, on a late field goal i do think it's going to be a really close game because that offense or that defense with the colts is pretty pretty darn good Um, But I think ultimately the Cleveland Browns win this on a late field goal. I like the Browns plus two at home. Minnesota at Seattle for the late game, 820. Uh, Minnesota is a plus seven dog in Seattle. Seven is a lot of points. Um, And the Seattle defense is not very good against a Minnesota offense that seems to be clicking. I like Minnesota to cover. I like Seattle to win. Um, And then finally, uh, or I guess not finally, well, yeah, the Denver and Patriots game has been, I believe, canceled um, altogether or maybe postponed. We'll have to see. Um, so the second of last two games, Chargers at the Saints. <clears throat> I like the Chargers here to cover. I like the Saints to win eight and a half points for the Chargers. a lot even on the road, but it is turf. Justin Herbert has shown that he's able to score points. They just haven't really been able to stop anyone. Maybe they get an opportunity this week uh, against a Michael Thomas-led Saints team. Um, I like the Chargers to cover the 8.5 on the road. And then finally, we have the Buffalo Bills visiting Tennessee Titans. No spread here. Um, No odds have been released at IC, so we'll keep an eye out for that. I think Last time I saw this when it was originally picked, it was a one-point spread. Uh, Buffalo favored by a point or maybe a point and a half. If that is the case, I think I like Tennessee here. Um, Yeah, I'm picking my team at home um, off of what has been a weird two weeks. But I think they're going to get enough people back that's going to help them out um, as far as the personnel goes, especially on defense. Uh, Dory Jackson has been out, a few other guys. Um, so I think that's going to help them out. They also will likely have AJ Brown back, which is obviously going to help them out offensively going to get a chance to rest and recap what they've had so far during the season. Yes. The bills are rolling. Um, but I think they're going to get a real true test this week. I like the Tennessee Titans. If it is a plus one. Um, uh, spread for them or anything positive, honestly, I think they, they cover that. So uh that is all for the picks now we got a few things to talk about from a draft king's perspective so let's get right down. all right so last week i had a few guys that were sleeper picks uh at quarterback namely baker mayfield this week he is one of my top fades. obviously do not play him against the coast defense there's no way he's going to have a decent performance like he did last week. It wasn't great fantasy-wise, and, you know, it didn't quite pay off, but definitely stay away from Baker Mayfield this week. I thought he would put up numbers against the Dallas Cowboys defense that just isn't very good. Didn't turn out to be the case. Um, That was the opportunity to do it. Uh, This is definitely not the opportunity. Um, One matchup that I do like is Teddy Bridgewater and D.J. Moore going up against Atlanta. Um, D.J. Moore hasn't had, you know, an outstanding year in fantasy terms, uh, but this week he gets his get-right medicine against the Falcons defense, who is just dead last, averaging 35 points per game, given up. Um, I like Teddy Bridgewater as a, as a value play along with D.J. Moore here. That's your stack to play. Um, and then you can stack up, obviously, everywhere else. Uh, another team that I like, um, or excuse me, that I don't like is the running back situation with Cleveland, uh, going back to Cleveland up against the Colts. I'd stay away from Kareem Hunt this week. Um, I just think they're going to have to find a different way to score points. That's the one thing the Colts aren't going to allow the Browns to do. They're going to try to make Baker Mayfield beat them. And I don't know if I would go with Kareem Hunt this week. Um, Another one that I would stay away from, anyone that's playing for the Eagles. Um, Anyone playing for the Eagles this week, Carson Wentz, uh, Deshaun Jackson, Ray, whoever it is that you were thinking about playing from the Eagles this week, I would stay away from. That is going to be one of the ugliest games of the week. Um, Now, some guys that I love, uh, offensively, I would actually play Matt Ryan this week. um, If he has a healthy Julio or Calvin Ridley. That's the stack I would go with. If you can't get one or the other, I would stay away from it altogether. But otherwise I love that matchup. Um, some matchups I hate for wide receivers. Um, I would stay away from the Kyle Allen and like McLaren stack. I know a lot of people are gonna try to do that because it's a cheap way to try to potentially get a boom or bust. And then obviously stack value or stack talent elsewhere. Um, I would also vice versa stay away from any of the Rams guys. Uh no uh no Jared Goff, no Cooper Cup, no Robert Woods, not well Robert Woods potentially. Um but no Cooper Cup, no Jared Goff. Um not this week. Uh that that pass rush is too hellacious. Um and then on the opposite side, Aaron Donald is going to be all over Kyle Allen to start that game. Um now Some guys you could play for value, I mentioned earlier, Daniel Jones and Darius Slayton going up against the Cowboys at 31st um, pass defense in the league. Go with Daniel Jones and Darius Slayton if you are looking for a nice value play. If you even want to throw a third in there, you could throw in a Wayne Goldman. I would probably not do so. I would just, with so much value at quarterback and receiver there, I would definitely stack up at running back this week um, With if I were going to use that combination. Daniel Jones, Darius Slayton, I think is going to put up some decent offensive or some, some decent fantasy value this week. Um, and then a few tight ends that I like. Uh, Johnny Smith going up against the Bills. Bills are not great defending tight ends. Um, I would love a Johnny Smith play. I would also consider... If you wanna stack a really heavy team and, and try to find value somewhere else at, at tight end, uh, Firkser or McCole Pruitt are both uh, good examples. They both, they don't get a lot of work uh, in between the numbers as far as, or in between red zones, but in the red zone, they both get targeted quite a bit. If you're looking for a cheap value play at tight end, those are your guys. Um, otherwise, you got your obvious studs. Um, you guys that are just going to get a lot of volume, right? Uh, Amari Cooper, uh, you know, your Devontae Parkers and, and guys of that nature. Uh so those are um a few sleepers. Now some some I guess must play if you will. Uh a Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill stack versus the Raiders. Yeah. Um Tyreek Hill is sixty nine hundred bucks in fantasy, in DraftKings. And I would stack him against the Raiders along with Patrick Mahomes. That defense is not that good, and they're not going to be able to keep up with them offensively, um, which is going to force them into a lot of turnovers and punts, and it's just going to give the uh, Chiefs a chance to feed the beast. And so I would love a Tyreek Hill, Patrick Mahomes stack this week. Um, otherwise, a few other plays that you could make um to try to gain some value um a few guys that just missed the cut i guess kenyan drake uh versus the new york dread new york dreads new york jets um again the jets are just an absolute dumpster fire and so it's not going to be without a gamble um because chase edmonds who gets a lot of work in the passing game um, but they're favorite over the uh, the Jets and the Jets again not very good probably going to turn the ball over a few times so even if you don't get all the work for Drake throughout the course of the game just in the sheer no, uh sheer amount of volume that he's going to get um is, is I think worth it um another guy would be Todd Gurley uh he doesn't he, he has a lot of usage and so What you really need is for him to get the usage in the end zone, uh, which is what he's excellent at. Uh, 19 attempts, four touchdowns in the red zone leads the league for running backs for the year. The problem is everything he does outside of the red zone isn't that great, and so your only hope is that he scores a lot. Uh, But considering who they're playing this week, I think you should be okay with the Todd Gurley play for this week and a little bit cheaper go at running back. those are some of the guys I would play, again, uh, Calvin Ridley or Julio Jones along with Matt Ryan if he's healthy, Teddy Bridgewater and DJ Moore or even Robbie Anderson would be a decent play. Um, he's a little bit more expensive, uh, DJ Moore is than Robbie Anderson, um, but it's not, it's not by much. Um, and then, like I said, Daniel Jones and Darius Slayton Uh, I would also not rule out, like, a Dak Prescott and, say, Michael Gallup play this week. Uh, It's very likely that Dak is going to put up a lot of points again because that's what he does. He puts up a lot of fantasy points. Um, And the guy that he's going to be throwing to usually is CeeDee Lamb. I think at this point CeeDee Lamb has made it clear. I think in my eyes that he's the best wide receiver talent that they have anyway. And I think it is clear that Michael Gallup is number two. They keep trying to make Amari number one, and that just he's not he's not he's not number one. Uh, so those are your DraftKings picks. Those are your picks for the spread. Those are your NFL power rankings. It has been a fun one. I will see you all on Monday after the Sunday games to talk about it all. Until next time, peace.